Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today I have Pastor Andy and Mike Basco joining me, and we're going to be talking to you on Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 31. So I'll read it and we'll get right into our discussion today. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. So as we dig into this topic, what strikes you first? <laughs> well, I, th- I mean, the whole thing strikes me. Uh, but it's important because if you look at the context that Paul's writing to Romans, right? <clears throat> there's already this big battle that's going on between Jewish people and the Romans, right? And so, uh, again, the Jewish people have been God's anointed, chosen people for all this time. There's already this kind of like they're over here. Paul's trying to make sure that that we, as the Gentiles, know, hey, listen, there is no separation, right? It's all based on faith. It's all based on what Jesus did, not not based on who you are, not based on, you know, all of these other things. And that, that's a key to try to get to people because we see it even today. Most people, they really truly believe in some way, shape, or form that their trip to heaven is probably more dependent on what they do or don't do than just faith alone. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people today who I've had conversations where they just think that if they're a good person, they do some yep. good things. You know, maybe they're not really that bad. As long as their good deeds outweigh their bad deeds, they think they're going to go to heaven and they pretty much completely ignore passages like this where it's all about Jesus, all about faith in Jesus, and our works can't ever get us to heaven. It has to be Jesus. Yep. And our works come alongside and they show the, uh, the outward manifestation of our faith, but they can't. Uh, they can't be the only thing that we rely on. We have to be relying upon Jesus and His, uh, the redemption that comes through his blood alone. Uh, what strikes you first as we look at this, Mike? Yeah, like you were talking about <clears throat> how works aren't really like an end to a mean like um, some people think they are. They're the byproduct of us living as Christians and in our day-to-day lives. And so that way, like, none of us can boast about what we've done because none of us can save ourselves. We, it's all relying on God so that none of us can feel like, oh, I did this many good works, so I must ha- be holier than you because you only did this many. Um, or you, your bad works outweigh your good works, and so I'm better than you because of that. But none of us can say that because even somebody who does, who gives, like, their entire life to good causes and uh, charitable causes and is just a really good person, but they don't rely on Jesus for their salvation. They're not getting any salvation at all. Mm. They can live a really good life, but without Jesus, there's really no point of it. 
Mm. Absolutely. That's a great point. And I think it brings us back to, you know, Romans 3.23, which is so uh, well known, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all are in that verse. It doesn't matter how good anyone thinks they are. None of us, not even the best person in the world, uh, none of us can measure up to God. Uh, none, none of us can measure up to this standard of righteousness. It all puts us at we need Jesus. We can't do it ourselves. The focus really gets us on heavenward thinking, which is, I can't do this on my own. I need a Savior. And thank goodness the second part of it is, and all are justified freely by his grace through the, the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So it, it may be a, a little scary to read the first verse where we're all sinners and we all are fall short of God's glory, but it, it's with a promise of hope in that second verse and that all of us have this access to salvation through Jesus Christ, but we have to rely on Jesus, not on our good works as we, we keep seeing and being reminded in this passage. Uh, what stands out to you next as we go through this passage, Mike? Let's take a look at what we got here. <clears throat> then after that, it sort of gives the reason um, for why that why Jesus did this. Um, he says he did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. And just by, can thereby like canceling um, the sins of the people, because even though God forgives, he still can't stand sin. It's still disgusting in his sight, even though he forgives us of it. Um, so that was the way for the sin to still be punished was by Jesus giving of himself in order to justify us so that we're not the ones getting punished for what we've done. Mm. So it just, it shows you God's love for all of us as a whole, just that um, he was willing to do that because he he's a jealous God and he's a just God and he can't stand sin, but he wants us despite his sin. So something had to be done um, to make up for the sins that we've committed so that we can be justified in his sight. Mm. Absolutely. And I think it's so important as we look at this to uh, not uh, diminish the reality of sin. And so much in our culture, especially in the church, we are, we're shifting away from even talking about things that are sin. We, we want to change things and make it so that, you know, nothing we do is wrong. And, and we want to just be these perfect people and make everything be inclusive and tolerant to people and never tell anybody that they're sinning or never say, hey, this is a problem, and then go to God to fix it. Uh, we've just decided, no, there isn't a problem. Just do whatever you want. God loves you. Thank goodness that God is a God of love. And, and we diminish what Jesus did on the cross when we talk like that. We diminish this passage where it's talking about we're all sinners, yet Jesus, uh, he paid the price. God punished uh, Jesus on the cross for our sins. He took the punishment that we deserve. And when we diminish the effect of sin and we diminish the fact that we all have sin, uh, we really do a discredit and a disservice to the cross of Christ. And, and we're really uh, hindering our own message that we're supposed to be sharing with people. So I think as Christians, we need to get back on track and not be just telling people that, oh, you don't have any problems. There's nothing wrong. You just keep sinning. But we, need, we need to get back on track and really lead people to Jesus. That's what we're, or our whole mission here on Heaven We're Thinking is all about. So how can we do that? Well, I mean, I think, I think Paul writes about it here and he tells us really how we, we need to do that. The first thing is we need to realize we've all sinned. Mm 
Right? We need to realize that we need Jesus, that we can't diminish our need for Jesus, uh, and that God doesn't ask us to justify our sins. Our sins are justified, uh, taken care of by Jesus, right? So that, that's where we start. We, we move into that. We start thinking heavenward about this whole thing, right? Like, hey, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, right? I love at the end of it that Paul says, like, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. We need to realize because lots of people are out there saying the Old Testament doesn't matter anymore. The law doesn't matter anymore. No, Paul's saying, yeah, it does. It does. The difference is, uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah, Jesus took that. Right? Mm. Like Jesus said, I came to fulfill the whole thing. Like every part, 613 laws, I came to fulfill that and keep that. Right, So that you all could be justified. Don't justify your sin. Stop trying to rationalize things and realize Jesus took that. Right, mm. What humbles us, what should keep us in check at thinking heavenward, right, is when we realize that Jesus took our sin. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just, oh, God's just like, eh, it doesn't matter anymore. No, every sin matters. Mm. Every sin, like Mike said, every sin keeps us away from God. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that ties in so well with another one of our shows that Mike and I have been doing lately uh, called Mountainside Thoughts on Heavenward Thinking. And where we recently we were talking about this very thing where Jesus was the fulfillment of the law. He didn't come to discard the law. We don't get to just throw out the Old Testament as so many Christians nowadays are doing. We look to the Old Testament because it really it shows and points us and gives us the foundation for what Jesus did in the New Testament. And so we have to keep that uh, both of the Testaments uh, as a whole and not discredit one because we want to just live under this new covenant. Of course, we're under the new covenant, but we need to also remember that the Old Testament has so many things to show us and tell us about God and what Jesus did. So we need to keep that in perspective, as you pointed out there. Um, Mike, what other thoughts do you have on this? Yeah, I was <clears throat> I was thinking this entire time about the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about how Jesus came to fulfill the law, um, like we were talking about. I don't remember exactly what verse that was, but that was in our um, in our show a couple weeks ago, and how really Jesus is just the key to the entire Bible, whether that's the Old Testament or the New Testament. I mean, the entire Old Testament revolves around leading up to his birth and um, all the prophecy and everything that is going on in the new Testament is the story of his life and how, um, and how Christians acted after um, he had come and really changed how Christianity was defined and when he took it to the next step. So I think that that's, um, it's cool to see that just, um, that the entire Bible is just all of his story and you're just following him the entire time. Even if you have to look a little bit harder in the Old Testament, it's still just as valid and just as helpful and just as applicable to our lives today. Absolutely. Perfect. And as we wrap this up, are there any last thoughts that either of you guys have uh, concerning this topic about being justified through faith and what Jesus did for us? Uh, even though we were sinners, he sacrificed himself for us. What last thoughts would you guys have? I, th I mean, I think that faith is such a elusive thing. Right. Uh, we keep wanting proof. We went to the creation museum, the ark. You know, it's all about proof, 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 proof. But ultimately, it's about faith that, that mm -hmm. people were righteous. Right. It's about the fact that when they probably wanted proof, 
they just went. They just did. They just believed, right? So I think that Paul's like, man, this this thing, this Christ following thing that we're trying to do, it's about faith that he is who he said he, he is, right? Because mm-hmm. again, ultimately, what proof did Jesus give us, you know, like physically in nature about heaven and those kind of things? He didn't. He didn't, you know, open up the skies and say, hey, just so you know, there it is. <laughs> hey, he 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 still made it all about. We have to have faith that what he did on the cross is enough. Absolutely. Great reminder. Mike, your last thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's really important to remember that we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, and even though there's lots of evidence in and around um, in creation and everything of God and of his creation, there's no way for sure to tell that um, Jesus is who he said he is and everything unless you have the faith to believe it. Mm. And that's the way that you'll uh, have salvation is through faith in Jesus. Nothing you can do, nothing, no amount of works, no amount of goodness, nothing, no amount of virtues can save you um, without Jesus. Mm. Absolutely. I think it really boils down to are we going to uh, be like most of mankind, which is all about we have to have the facts, we have to know for sure approving things, and we need to have it all based on man, uh, or are we going to trust in God and have faith in God? It, it really boils down to that. Are we going to choose to have faith in Jesus and that he is who he says he is and that his word is true and, and that this passage is true? Are we going to have that faith or are we going to choose to uh, believe man over God? And really that's what this boils down to. Are we going to be willing to have faith? So I'd encourage you, if you're listening to this, if, you, if you've been watching this, uh, to really think about what we've said, pray about it, dig into Scripture, read Romans chapter 3 for yourself, and, and then read ahead because we're going to be diving into Romans chapter 4 next week. So join us next week for another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. <laughs>